This is the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another week of the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast. Today, we got my boy, Sean, founder of Ironsight and former reigning champ. Well, I guess not former, still reigning champion of Energy Tech Night Midland. So, Midland got yeah. the champ in the house. Don't have the belt with him to <laughs> represent, but I, I heard it's still hanging in the office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we display it loud and proud up in uh, the big office. Yeah. There you go. So, tell us real quick, you know, high level, what do you guys do? And we'll dive into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ironsight, it's uh, it's very simple. You know, we've worked tremendously hard to simplify how we explain Ironsight. So, uh, connect demand and supply in the oil and gas logistics space. Okay, uh, it's you know you'll you'll hear the story of the company, but really where we focus is on and onboarding oil and gas producers, their service providers, and we facilitate the transaction. So, awesome. straightforward. Yeah, I love how you said that you've worked really hard to simplify what you do because it's actually hard. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Do. It's extremely yeah. hard. Yeah, and so I I respect that. I I understand, like especially in the oil and gas industry, some people like to go into the weeds of what they do, and it's hard to just like get to the point of yeah. what is it. So. Yeah, we could go for hours on the details, <laughs> but uh, yeah, high level connect demand and supply, and yeah, you know, facilitate it to go through. Yeah. So tell me real quick. Um, you know, we saw a presentation, I think it was about a year ago uh, mm-hmm. at the Energy Tech Night in Midland. Yeah, I think it was November of 2021. You guys crushed it. Uh, obviously, you took home the championship belt. So re- it resonated with a lot of people. But I think if y'all were pretty early stage at that point, um, if I'm not mistaken. And I know you guys have for sure grown a lot yeah. since then. So. Um, you know, let's talk about one, let's talk about your background, you know, you're from Canada. Sure. Um, so we'll start there and talk about what your background is and how you got to the idea of iron sight and then the growth. So yeah. start at point of inception. Yeah, sure. So, uh, the background, it's quite unique, quite different and, uh, super proud of where we came from. Uh, myself, I'm an electrician by trade, grew up in a small <laughs> Northern Alberta town, oil town. Uh, you know, typical story, go work. And then I ended up working for an oil and gas producer, yeah. ConocoPhillips. Uh, Adam, the other co-founder, uh, production engineer, you know, worked, he has mechanical engineer degree. And uh, we came together and um, took all the learnings that we learned working for oil and gas producers in 2014. We started a service company. So vac trucks, pressure trucks. Uh, but how we determined and how we wanted to gain market share was build an app. And take all the frustrations of working on the producer side of the business. Yeah. Where, you know, zero accountability, don't know where any of my resources are, not sure what's going on. We took all that, built out an app MVP for our company. Yeah. And our clients would go onto our app and order us and track us. And, you know, that was our business plan. Yeah. Um, so that was your MVP was actually building it uh, for for yourself. And you guys saw this, this problem and developed a solution for it internally. Yeah, absolutely. So let's fast forward to uh, 2017. A few of our clients on the service side said, Hey, we love your service. Good work, Sean and Adam. Like we love the hustle. We actually like your software more. 
We want to take your software and do what we do with you, your company, and we want to put all of our other service providers on it. So we we really looked into the market and seeing nothing, you know, talking about demand to supply, there's yeah. really nothing bridging that gap. Yeah. So maybe, you know, a bit looking into the forefront at that time. So we spun out, have nothing to do with the trucks today. Yeah. Um, you know, big risk. You know, I don't need to go and tell people about the whole story, but you could imagine, right? We have two young kids and or each Adam and I both have young kids and we're getting out yeah. of the back truck and going into software. Yeah. So, you know, brought development in house, uh, you know, long story, fast forward to let's just say today. Yeah. Um, you know, a team of just over 40. Yeah. Uh, deployed to every major basin in, in North America. Uh, so when we came down to Midland, I mean, that was, this is our, our intention. We've been very intentional about this and, you know, our, our buyers and our folks that we work with are in those basins. They're not maybe always Houston based or Calgary yeah. based or, you know, the major centers. So yeah, we went to Houston with you guys that, uh, you know, I'll give you guys a shout out for sure. I think, uh, you know, really connected us or, or at least got us visible with the people that we need to go have meetings with. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Fast today, you know, rolling out with some major producers in, in the U S uh, you know, in Canada, we have a, we have a good market share up there and growing yeah. a decent user base. Yeah. I think most importantly though, we we've, uh, you know, we don't sit here and say we're perfect and, you know, we have this flawless, it's a, it's a challenge rolling yeah. out digital software into a logistics space and oil and gas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enterprise, enterprise software, especially in the oil and gas industries is tough, right? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> nothing, absolutely. Nothing and easy about it. you, uh, there's nothing easy about it. Yeah. So what I'm so proud of our team though, is, uh, you know, we've been able to get through a lot yeah. of the tough challenges and, and, uh, yeah, we have about 10,000 monthly users on the platform. Awesome. Um, you know, we'll get so into let's, let, Yeah, let's re, let's rewind a little bit. Um, so you mentioned supply and demand which demand I am assuming is oil and gas companies, EMPs uh, yeah, that need uh, services and then supply is the service side. So yep. I'm assuming this kind of ranges across all services, oil field services, whether it's workover rigs, rustabouts, water haulers. Is that correct? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, the only thing maybe I'll correct is, you know, we're seeing more and more internal resources you know, go execute work for these companies. Example, you know, a mechanic that might work for the EMP and themselves, they're actually putting those resources on the platform mm, as well. So, yeah. you know, really touching into more of like scheduling, um, you know, getting into more and more of uh, the details. Yeah, that's interesting too. Um, you know, I remember like years back, I don't think they still have it anymore, but Pioneer Natural Resources had an entire uh, well servicing uh, division and they were vertically integrated. And so I'm sure you have you know, different types of, um, you know, pumpers and mechanics yep. and electricians yeah. that are so, just, you so know. So widespread from pumpers yeah. to uh, like janitors yeah. to frack yeah. sand, to frack water to, you yeah. know, we really sweet spot is really day-to-day -day production ops. So yeah. anything that's related to day-to-day -day production ops is yeah. really where we strive and yeah. um, branch out into Yeah, more so more. you guys have, you know, you've built this out both between EMPs and service providers, but then have an internal tool as well that can be used for yeah. these companies the same, yeah. the same way. So yeah. that's really interesting. Um, 
y'all's backgrounds uh you said adam was at an emp as well yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um what was his was he an engineer or yeah he? He, i mean he uh mechanical engineer he worked you know summers as a like a pumper or an operator yeah. if you might every summer I love and then it. uh went and actually he was designing drilling rigs and and workovers for uh, a large company yeah nice so neither one of y'all have developed software before this? No. So gone from oil field, you know, electrician and, uh, you know, oil and gas ops to developing software. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, reason I think it's cool is because, you know, you and I are both uh, founders and we've developed some technology and software within digital wildcatters. And sometimes I get comments like, oh, well, you're not a technical founder. I'm like, dude, fuck you. I drilled 40,000 foot <laughs> oil and gas wells out in the middle of Gulf yeah. of Mexico. It's pretty, pretty technical. Matt, uh, yeah, I, I think we get that. We've gotten that too. And the response is actually quite simple. Like Adam, you know, I, I can't go on long enough about, uh, you know, him being my partner for so long. And But designing a drilling rig, uh, you know, so now he heads up our product. Like yeah. there's a ton of correlation there. You know, it's, we, we all, we say this all the time. We're not a software company. We're a business. So you need to have implementation. You need to sell and you need to sell properly and you need to know their problems. So yeah, you're right. We don't have this technical, but we got some like just quality, quality people that have been with us from the start. And, um, you know, I consider them just as much founders as well too. Yeah. They, uh, there was this company, not was, still is a company called Figma. And, you know, Figma is really popular yeah. in design yeah, yeah. and they yeah. sold out to Adobe. And anyways, I saw this uh, quote from the founder of Figma and this isn't verbatim, but general gist of it. And he said, you know, we're very fortunate that we work with bits and not atoms. It's not like we're out here developing, you know, furniture, like it's software. Yeah. And so I've always... Yeah thought about that i mean when you're in the oil and gas industry you're you're used to dealing with atoms and molecules and it's pretty fucking challenging business so when you come from there you know everything is yeah uh, it's doable and like you said like you're just building a business so you have to have all these systems and processes and know how to how to run a business so yeah um let's talk about y'all's team real quick because uh you got team members in texas and in alberta yeah. Is, are those the the two main locations where you'll have personnel right now yeah yeah i'd say alberta and, and texas yeah there are what's the makeup of y'all's team look like are these all software developers do you have uh you know people that come from oil and gas that are technical sales like what what yeah. type of what type of talent does it take to build y'all's company yeah i mean we, we were talking about that earlier like ironside is truly a bunch of what well, we always say misfits yeah now, <laughs> i'll explain to you and you know clients that might hear that here's the difference we have folks from you know our customer success team is led up by a guy matt edwards who uh you know 12-year banking career so what's good in banking is processes, right? So he brings that to the table. You know, we have uh, some, our BD guys, you know, they're, they've been in the oil and gas business and they know how to sell and they know who they're talking to. So folks in Calgary and in Houston and Midland, you know, doing that. Yeah, we also have technical sales guys that, you know, came from oil and gas, so they know the problem, but they have a heavy skill set in being able to convert that into how iron sight can be deployed and solve those problems. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course we have your, your traditional, uh, you know, the engineering side, um, you know, Mike Milner and Craig Carnes, you know, and the team that kind of heads up that for us and, uh, come from a very traditional software building product building background. So yeah, yeah all over. We also have, uh, you know, we have 12 folks in what we call managed services. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, what you heard me talk about demand and supply. We heard this about two years ago, man, it'd be nice if we could, you know, get somebody to run the software for us and really connect those dots. Well, you know, Adam and I entrepreneurial guys and, you know, taking the less traditional financing route and raising big amounts of cash, we needed to find a way to self-fund the growth and, and follow that. So yeah, we, uh, you know, experts in the field went and hired a bunch yeah. of folks and our clients allow us to connect the dots for them. And, uh, so you, know, you got this service business, managed that, services, yeah, managed yep. services that, uh, it's great for y'all because it produces revenue so you can grow the rest of the business without taking on heavy dilution yep. in the future and, um, solves a problem for, yeah. for the clients. Right. And so is this like, you know, you're playing like, operator or dispatcher essentially is that is if that you what it is? uh it's exactly that so okay. we have folks sitting like a command center yeah you know the requests so the demand side the you know you'll hear the workflow request schedule execute document and integrate that's our five steps and how we get this done but the request side they they come in off the app off of you know iot devices in the field off of wherever yeah. And then our folks are there scheduling it for them. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, they're working with the supply side to say, hey, this is how many trucks I need, or this is what you're going to go do tomorrow. And, you know, they don't need to really communicate with them because we onboard the supply side and they're, we're just bridging the gap. Um, yeah. To give you a perspective, you know, probably any given day, there's thousands of units out there that under, you know, under this kind of model and this control and, yeah. you know, really strong moving it into the Permian a bit and, yeah. uh, and, but very strong up in, in Canada. Yeah. How do y'all think about the backend analytics on this? And, you know, you're, you have all this data essentially from, yeah. um, different operations and call outs. Is there anything that y'all are doing with that? Um, in terms of, um, you know, let's just say like, Hey, you have a, water hauler up in this area yep. and you're able to route them over because they're already you know yep. close by do you guys think about any back-end analytics yeah. like that yeah absolutely i think uh you know we don't know what we don't know about all the analytics i'd yeah. say i'd start with that um yeah. there's no such thing as you know bad data at this point but yeah i know what we're doing with our data right now is definitely uh giving insights to um miles traveled kilometers traveled mm -hmm. Uh, you have everything from, uh, appreciate you defaulting to converting yeah, for absolutely, us Americans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we believe down the road, um, you know, not an AI system running your whole field. That's yeah. not right. But what we do believe in is scalability and having the analytics or the data, probably most importantly, just helping assist making decisions. Yeah. Give you an example. We had a client that used to say, we can't run our field without 10 back trucks in it all times. Hey, great challenge, great start for us. We went in there, you know, six months later, we benchmarked and we were able to show you can run it with four. Oh, wow. Now, you know, if we, if we look at that, you go to the supply side, well, this thing just, you know, it just deteriorates my revenue. And no, it actually makes you just more efficient. Yeah. I think every single ser service company that would be listening to this today would say, man, it'd be nice to have more people. Well, yeah. The goal for us is not to deteriorate that. It's to optimize the entire. Yeah. I mean, if you can optimize your assets, right? Like you want, yeah. you want a sufficient utilization of your assets as possible. I would much right? rather so. have 20 trucks running at a 80% utilization than mm -hmm. 35 at 60. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. The business model here, you know, you have two sides of a market. You have, 
the service providers and the EMPs. Are you charging the EMPs? Are you charging the service providers? How do y'all make money? Yeah, yeah. So the answer is both. Um, right now, our typical model would be, you know, we'll sell to their or we'll we'll onboard on the demand side. They say, here's the 20 companies that we want to onboard to, you know, just put this digital workflow together. Yeah. Uh, they come on for free, right? They they the, the bill's taken care of on the demand side. But, uh, you know, they'll start engaging with us and our customer success team and our teams will look and say, you know, we don't call them sales because we don't, you know, believe in that. Yeah. It's, it's actually giving them something. Hey, does this make sense to have an integration into this system out of Ironsight for your ticketing? Does it make sense to have this billing system? Or, hey, do you guys need forms to do all of your truck inspections? Or, hey, do you need e-logs? Mm-hmm. So that's if really how we see it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and right now we're, we're converting you know, the supply side over, you know, a couple, couple companies a week, we really kind of a soft launch into that to make sure we get it right and get some yeah. good feedback. But then we also have just supply side companies that just use us for, you know, they <coughs> onboard their demand side, their, their customers. Yeah. Hey, go on to our, you know, Collins trucking app mm-hmm. and they can request all of our work and, you know, that will help them out. So yeah, we have, we have it yeah. going both ways. Yeah. That's uh why did this not exist before because yeah. like theoretically i mean it's a pretty simple concept yeah. right of don't disagree hey we're just connecting and you we've seen peer-to-peer marketplaces all different sectors you know and they're pretty simple yeah if you look at a lot of the big ones yeah yeah and they're pretty simple yeah. i mean craigslist uh, is yeah. probably the biggest crisis is the granddaddy of the internet yeah. right yeah. and i mean it's actually funny because I have this chart and it shows Craigslist and all the different verticals that are listed on Craigslist. And I mean, there's been multi-billion dollar marketplace platforms that are just stripped off verticals, you know, whether it was Airbnb, StubHub. Yep. I mean, so, you know, I'm a big marketplace uh, fanatic over here. I study yep. a lot of them. And it's just kind of crazy, you know, to hear you say that, yeah, we analyzed the market and no one was out here doing it. Um, do you think that... You know, let's talk about like adoption sure. of the platform because um, it sounds like y'all got this started in 2017. Yeah, that's really right. when we kind of converted here. Okay, yep. Yeah. Um, and you have different EMPs on there. You know, you told me y'all came to Energy Tech Night and got some badass Permian uh, yep. operators, Absolutely. which is like I'm super proud of. Like I'm like, you know, that makes us smile around here to Should. hear that. Yeah. So, um but has there been like any pushback from these EMPs of like being on a platform together? Cause you know, traditionally speaking or historically speaking, like oil and gas companies are like weary of being on a platform together. So have you encountered any of that while taking the product to market? Um, yeah. I'm just like curious how, how y'all have gotten over that hump. Yeah. So like to be very clear, uh, when we, when you deploy to some of these big operators, there's very not strict, but very straightforward rules that you need to follow data wise. So mm-hmm. data cannot be shared with anybody else. So that's where our secret sauce is, is in the tech and how that's kind of designed that EMP operator one still gets all of their data. It's in a segregated database, but they kind of play within the marketplace of what we're calling Ironsight. Mm-hmm. So from adoption perspective, yeah, we need to meet those. Uh, we've met the hurdles and some of the biggest oil and gas producers in the world. So, yeah. you know, we, we've been able to get through that. Um, but adoption, it, it's just, like I said earlier, it, it's, it's not easy. It doesn't just happen. And, uh, you know, it, you need to, you need to be persistent and you yeah. need to listen. I think where our, another secret sauce is that, you know, you know, our backgrounds now, 
Um, you know, we, we understand that the guys in the field, they matter. And uh, to get good adoption for the whole marketplace, connecting demand and supply to work, you need to have demand willing and you also need to have supply and you also need that guy on the field. So <laughs> listening to them. Which isn't which isn't a trivial task, right? I mean, nope. getting making software for a field hand um, that makes their life like you have to make their life easier. Right. And you got to add some value to it. At least you have to show the value. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like everybody understands writing out a field ticket or you know, texting and calling and getting, you know, where am I going today? Like, that's not easy. Yeah. So we just got to put that in perspective that, Hey, this is why you're doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's all for the betterment yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a much, that's a very high level thinking, yeah. but yeah. 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 No, for sure. Yeah. That's, um, you know, I've seen lots of problems like this throughout the industry and it's funny cause, um, you know, I've seen like, some blockchain solutions and just like other things that are being used. But at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, you need a centralized <laughs> platform that focuses on data security, make sure that nothing's leaked and Hey, we've got siloed databases. So, um, you know, a company or EMP XYZ, yeah. you have yeah. access to your data, but it's here. And, um, yeah, like we, uh, if, you know, if, and the term we're trying to be simple, uh, like Craigslist, let's go back to that. Yeah. What was that previously in the 1910s? It's a trading post. Yeah. <laughs> Guys used to drive there, drop it off. Here's what I want to sell. Now they, you know, fast forward to now, they post it on the internet and they yeah. sell it. So for us, our trading post is request, schedule, execute. Mm -hmm. That happens a million times a day. And we say this to all of our clients. You're doing that already. It's just through text, email, call. Um, maybe there's some sort of system out there that you need to, you know, email over work orders. Well, yeah. what we say is this is the new way of requesting, scheduling and executing work. And here are the benefits. And, and if you look at how we do our implementations, all of our clients, the big demand side have input data. So big ERPs, you know, the SAPs, Maximos mm -hmm. in, in, you know, the Microsoft systems. And then they all have output systems. So their production accounting, their data, their ticketing, their AP, you know, analytics reporting. Yeah. So if you look at that, we're just replacing the phone calls to connect them. Uh, the CEO of a major company that we work for continues to tell us, just be the app closest to the wellhead for us. Connect those pipelines. Yeah. Collect that data for us. Do it in a simple way. And we'll push you to wherever we need to go do that. So we take that and now we're looking at a much granular level here. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, that you brought up Craigslist because when you look at these marketplaces, you know, one like overall thing here is that in traditional industries like oil and gas, you can look at things that have happened in tech in other industries and think, okay, how can I apply that to these older, uh, more traditional industries and marketplaces like one, like I said, I just love marketplaces because once you get yep. them going yep. and you get the network effects, like they're Look at Craigslist. Craigslist still has more traffic than any website in the world, despite it only having 12 employees and looking like it was developed in the 90s, yep. but it just has those network effects. 
And so um, it's really cool to hear that, you know, we're starting to get some traction in marketplaces yep. like this because yep. it actually solves problems. It solves, you know, efficiency and, and operations and saves money on both sides. And so what have been, uh, what have been the challenges for you guys in building this? I mean, you know, whether it was adoption and getting your first pilot, building the team, like what's been the hardest thing for, for you guys? Yeah, I think uh, like look what we've came through for the last couple of years. So um, yeah, building through. Yeah, yeah like yeah. <laughs> let's fast forward to or rewind to 2014, like the day we bought the VAC truck. Yeah. Remember the story we bought the VAC? Oil dropped like 20% in the next two weeks. So it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? So focused on that, um, I think the, probably the toughest thing for us has just been uh, like, like change is hard. It, like flat out change is hard. Um, you know, how, again, have we been perfect and, you know, always had this? No, but, uh, you know, change is just, it's just different. Everyone, you know, if you're used to just getting a text for 20 years doing the same fluid haul, and now you have to go onto an app and, you know, start a job and stop it. It's it's really that simple. It's just change. So change would have to be that. Now, yeah. what's the funnest part about our job and what we're doing is change. Like love the passion you, you'll find with us, uh, especially myself. I, there's just, it's fun to see everybody knows that there's a better way to do it. And there's a light at the tunnel. So I, I think, you know, we're halfway through that tunnel right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, working with clients and, you know, we got some really exciting stuff coming up here in Q1 and two and um, yeah, lights, you know, we're getting closer to that tunnel. I, I say this all the time, like two steps forward, one back. We're humble. We understand that that step back, we have to learn or else we won't get to the next step. So yeah, yeah. we, it's been, it's been a really fun challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, building out enterprise software uh, can be challenging. Just like you said, you know, uh, two steps forward, one back. Um, especially like in these industries, because if you mess up once, it's hard to mm -hmm. get a second chance, right? Yep. You turn a customer. Absolutely. Like, anytime you like listen to Silicon Valley, you know, type companies that are making productive productivity software, like you turn customers, like it's not that big of a deal. There's a million other customers yep. out there, but oil and gas, there's not a million customers, right? And so you got to make sure that you uh, that you do good work and that you please uh, the clients that you have. So how do you balance, um, I wanna talk about like growth and how y'all have balanced that a little bit. Yep. Um, Cause to my knowledge, to this point, y'all haven't, have y'all raised any capital or are you bootstrapped? Yeah, I know we, we've raised a bit of capital. Okay, for sure. so you raised some yep. capital, but still. Not a uh, lot though. Yeah, um, but you are growing at least from uh, your internal headcount. I know y'all have grown significantly, so. I take that as a sign that your accounts are also growing along with it. Yep. How do you balance growing and adding clients to the platform and making sure that they're having success? I know you mentioned that you'll have a, a customer success team. Um, talk about that a little bit. Cause I was actually to set this up for context. I was talking uh, with another oil and gas tech startup that's crushing it and they're bootstrapped and um, you know, they could ramp up their growth even more, but they want to make sure yeah. that, they're focusing on what's important. And so how have y'all handled that? Yeah, I think let's start very, the very beginning, how we kind of came up with the thing, right? It, the idea is, you know, we uh, started with the problem, figured out how to solve it for our internally. Uh, next step was, okay, well, how do we get to two clients? And, you know, two clients came, three clients came. 
And uh, we said, okay, well, let's raise a little bit of capital, you know, not a significant amount, but enough where we can go bring engineering in-house, get, you know, one customer success person in as help on sales. Okay, so we do that. Uh, we've been able to manage the growth just doing that repeatedly. So let's look at the building blocks. Let's, how many users have we added? Uh, how many, how much oil have we moved? How many, you know, support tickets do we have? It's all stuff we measure to make sure that, you know, when we go do this, and we can bring on three more customers in, in one quarter that it's there and we can support them. Um, it's important to know for our big clients and all of our clients, matter of fact, is they just want to know that they're, you're not going to just give them something and leave. So yeah. Adam and I, again, and, and all of our investors, you know, we make that very clear. Like we're not just going to go grow to grow. We're going to grow with quality revenue. We're going to grow with opportunities. And there's going to be times that, you know, we can't do a deal just because of, you know, we, we've had that recently is like, we just can't go and do that deal. We're sorry. Can you wait, you know, two quarters for us? Yeah. Um, just Which that, I mean, that's discipline right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We definitely have, have learned to say no. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's important to understand. And I think our clients would respect that, that, you yeah. know, there's times that we just know we can't do that for you guys right now. And yeah. Um, let's talk about like the differentiation between clients, because as you mentioned, they all have different systems and, you know, SAP or you know, yep. whatever it may be. And so I'm sure there's, um, you know, a unique onboarding process for all of those. But um, let's say that you have a service company, you know, a water hauling company or whatever it may be. Can they service all of their like there's five clients on that platform that they all have MSAs with. Can they yeah. work with all those clients? Yeah. So great teaser into it, really what we want to talk about. So, um, did I set you up for a, an alley-oop boom. here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't even plan that. I swear. Uh, yeah. So service company, let's call it Collins Walter hauling. Yeah. Great. Like be a client of ours. They can onboard, they can tell their, you know, their trucks or drivers where you're going, they can collect their ticket. You know, we're not a field ticketing platform. It's a byproduct of what we do. We mm -hmm. really focus that request schedule execute. So now, you know, the secret sauce that we've been working on for a long time is, is launching Ironsight Marketplace. So Collins Water Hauling will be able to, yes, go work for EMP one, two, three, four. Let's just say they're all clients and they're going to be able to work in one digital environment. Mm -hmm. Their one login where they go do their work. And, you know, Ironsight will be able to connect them to EMP one, two, three, four. And if their clients in Ironside enabled, that's a term we use. If they're Ironside enabled, we just connect the link cool. and they're able to send over their requests, their jobs. They go do their work for Collins water hauling. EMP one can get their data. So very important that the scrutiny and the security is in place so that, you know, both sides of the market can get the data and the information they need out of it. So yeah, we, uh, to even further that, even the kind of the next scenario we think about is, you know, we have uh, EMP clients working with other EMP clients. Yeah. So why Interesting. It, it doesn't just have to be demand and supply. Now we have this marketplace that demand can work with demand and, you know, share resources or, um, you know, facilitate water transfers and like a ton of different stuff that we're seeing. And um, nice. The, the hard work for two years has been done, the discipline to get to this point. And yeah. Q1 two, we have some really exciting stuff. Like so that. let me ask you like some technical questions on that. Like, um, say I'm EMP one and I just put out a request and I said, Hey, I need a water hauler here. Boom on this lease. Um, do we have to have a pre-existing MSA 
in place or is there some credential process in our, our so to be very very clear like it EMP has to allow that to happen. We don't get in the middle of the MSA. That's done outside the platform. We've mm-hmm. listened to our clients. They don't want that. Yeah. They, uh, you know, there's been some other startups that have tried that. And yeah. It's just not scalable. And, yeah. You know, not that. So yeah, they, they have to approve that link, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that link is like literally. So a, yeah, a, essentially. A click they, of a box. And yeah, they do the MSA outside of the platform, you know, same, same process that they've always used. And then both parties get on the platform and then you're able to verify yep. that connection. And we boom. facilitate yep. the requesting, scheduling and executing of work. And then whatever information that EMP one client wants to document, let yep. it be a production accounting or field ticketing or cost or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it hits both home for both clients, supply and demand. And awesome. We're off and running. Yeah. Um, has that marketplace, have y'all launched that yet? Or yeah, yeah. We got yeah. it working in a couple spots. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing major yeah back to that discipline like we, yeah. we only get one chance to launch this <laughs> so a lot of sleepless nights you know I, yeah. i'll uh i'll give shout outs to a lot of our, our guys in our team just the discipline to to build this out adam and uh craig carnes is another yeah. guy and and uh, mike milner and and uh greg patterson like the engineering team that we have is you know it's incredible when you can connect a guy like myself or you know uh, we have a, a guy mark ruderham who's he spent 20 years trucking and dispatching He's like, he's our, one of our main guys at our company yeah. because he can feed that information and he knows that, you know, certain points that this needs to happen. Yeah. So, you know, we spend a lot of time in this boardroom where we hang the belt and uh, <laughs> yeah, we get in there and we're excited to Deri- launch us. Deriving inspiration yeah. from the championship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. What Let doing. everyone know they got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. They got to, they got to go make you guys happy. So just as important to, uh, to go and do that, we got to go tell the story a bit. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So obviously lots of people listening to this podcast, uh, Good. probably interested in uh, our insight and what you guys do. So where can they find y'all if they're interested in finding some information? How do they get signed up on the platform? Give us give us some information. For yeah, them. so super easy. Ironsight.app. So I-R-O-N-S-I-G-H-T dot app dot A-P-P. Uh, the dot com guy that owns it will never give it to us now. So <laughs> bear with us. Uh, the best spot, request demos. You know, you'll get linked right into us and we'll get follow that. Uh, you know, we're pretty big on, we use LinkedIn. It's a good tool for the professionals and we yeah. can connect with our clients there. So Ironsight on LinkedIn is a good one too. Awesome. Yeah. We'll drop a uh, link in the show notes to Ironsight. So if you're listening and you want to check them out, uh, just go there and connect with uh, Sean over on LinkedIn. He's a good dude. Got to know him over the last year. And uh, every time I see him now, they're just uh, crushing it and making more progress. So <laughs> appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, if y'all enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and leave us five-star reviews. That's how we keep doing this thing, how we keep growing it, just by you sharing it with everyone and spreading the gospel of oil and gas startups. We will catch y'all on the next episode.